Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Making Lemonade, the podcast where we talk about how we take the lemons that life gives us and all of the different flavors of lemonade that we as creatives and as people make throughout our lives. This week, we are talking to a veteran of the podcast. I think he is the most, I think he holds the record on making lemonade for the most, most times being the, most times being the guest. I think he does. I'll have to get him a medal. Um, ladies and gentlemen, you know him. He's my friend and yours. He's one half of the, the Mumble Boys. It's Rui. It's Red Union Inc. himself. Um, so this is a longer episode. We got quite a bit of content out of this. We got to talking on a few... Advertising time, ladies and gentlemen. We have a couple of adverts this week. Um, look, I'm not trying to sell you anything except for the experience of wonderful, locally sourced art. The Lost Boys Collective is a business I built with the help of eight of my favourite illustrators. Sorry, nine of my favourite illustrators. The Lost Boys are all Australian-based and some of the best up-and-comers in the illustration game here in Oz. Our members consist of the illustrious Jackson Caspers, who has been on the podcast here before, the freakishly gorgeous Austin Mangler, the king of the inks, Camilo Di Pietrantonio, aka Instacam, one half of the Mumble Boys, Rui Magarico, aka Red Unit Inc., the D&D artisan himself, Will Lehman, their head destroyer, Paldo Walls, the neo-knight Keith Stanley, a.k.a. Blank Canvas Designs, and, of course, the former host of Draw It Out and the co-host of Bad Casting, the king of the portrait, Matt Combs, and myself, the lemonade maker, Jordan Morpeth Art. You can find all that the Lost Boys are doing at our home base Instagram, at the Lost Boys Collective. I want to thank you all. I thank all of the Lost Boys as this podcast is brought to you by the Lost Boys Co. From all the Lost Boys, thanks for your support and stay tuned to our Instagram as we have plenty of new dope art to come. This episode is also brought to you by Zufia's new single, You Got Me. Um, Newcomer electronic pop duo Zufia releases their evocative debut single today. You Got Me via all music streaming services. Co-written by the duo producer, songwriter Diaz and singer-songwriter Mears, the track blends together hypnotic electronic beats and creative vocal sampling behind Mears' in irresistibly soulful vocals. You Got Me explores the struggles of a stifled relationship lacking in communication and the inevitable explosive and emotional and results. Mia says about the track's inspiration, it's about that exact moment where you've held back your feelings for so long, taken to the absolute brink and your body just can't hold back anymore. Having connected via music app Vampa back in December 2018, the pair bonded immediately and have been hard at work experimenting extensively with vocals and production influenced by the unique sounds of Major, Laser, Sia, Chainsmokers, Odessa 
Endo Desert. The new single, You Got Me, is a combination of that effort with the duo continuing their efforts as they prepare to launch their debut EP later this year. We're both incredibly proud of this new single. It's a unique sound with a message that resonates with all of us, says Diaz. But this is just the beginning. We're working on some exciting stuff now and we can't wait for everyone to hear it later this year for more information promo request or to arrange an interview contact zufia xufia at gmail.com this episode is also brought to you by our slack community what is slack well have you ever used discord or reddit or any of the other 4chan, any of the other uh, forum systems. So Slack is an easy-to-use, very streamlined community that we use to talk about making lemonade and all things making lemonade. Um, And you can simply join by going to makinglemonadepod.slack.com. Dot com. That's makinglemonadepod.slack.com and come and join in the conversation over there. We don't have very many people, but we need you. Come on, come and join us. Come and have a chat. If you want to chat with me, just come and join uh, at makinglemonade.slack.com and you can join in episode conversations. You can join in movie, collectible conversations. We've got everything there. We've got some of the Lost Boys on there as well. So if you want to uh, connect with the Lost Boys, uh, there's plenty going on at Slack at uh, Making Lemonade pod.slack.com <laughs> did you catch me being a racist again yeah bro it wasn't your um whole episode of mumbleboard <laughs> about you being racist <laughs> all the week before that was this week <laughs> I just read. I just listened to it yesterday. It's fucking ridiculous, bro. With You're that hilarious. song, <laughs> that's my favorite bit. Matt hates it. It's my favorite do, do, bit. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I love it. That's such a good bit. I get every time you did it. I just love my shit. I was like, <laughs> Matt has no sense of humor. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, he he loves it too. Oh man. Um. So it's you're too- a music. You're a music fan, eh? I thought you. I thought you might like this. I found this today. Show me. It's a YouTube video, so the sound might not be amazing. Yeah. Ooh. Just Ooh. wait for the voice. This guy's voice is incredible. Is this like the Pascal? Yeah, yeah, it's just like a What you can't lose with this song.
the three, a four-piece upper belly group. I love it. One guy on the day. So you really can't lose with this song, though, can you? Nah, you can't. You can't get it Have you heard the Florence and the Machine version of this? Yeah, I have. I've heard the Machine version of this song. I love this song. It's so good. Oh, I'm going to let it play in the background. Oh, man, it's so good. So, so good. Oh. I don't know if you've played Final Fantasy fifteen. Final Fantasy fifteen. No, I haven't played any of those, actually. <coughs> Kingdom Hearts count? No. <laughs> oh, actually, it's not far. It's close. Uh, it's close. You're in the right family. <laughs> um, but the start of the game, it's kind of like these guys in a car driving through like the it's like a highway, like like American, like out in the in between states. It's just this long road. Oh, yeah, they, Route 50 car something stops. or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so the car stops and they're all, like, arguing on who's going to push it, blah, blah, blah. They start pushing it, and this song is just, like, playing in the background. And then what? when the chorus play, when the chorus comes in is when the title comes up, and it's actually really nice. That's actually it's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's the Americans dubbing it, though. No, I, I bet you it was Japanese. Japanese have this weird... Uh, weird, like, well, I don't even weird passion for like characterized American culture. Yeah, right. Like they love the Greece style culture, you know, Route sixty six or whatever it's called. Oh, uh, yeah, like the the fifties culture. Yeah, they love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Something, something about it just the draws Cadillacs them. and shit. Yeah, yeah. Far out. Uh, they that's are, they that's threw strange. They do love baseball, though. They're big baseballers in Japan. Big baseball, like everything, like fifties and like retro. It's like they they dig it. Oh, they're huge. That's they that's love a very strange jazz and that type yeah, of yeah. Apparently, they've got a huge jazz culture over there. I heard. Yeah. Fuck, that's really weird. <laughs> that's the strangest like thing for Japanese people to be into. I want to go to Japan so bad. I just, I, I love the culture. Oh, yeah. Something about the... it is just so, I don't know. No, I watch so much, so much doc, the documentaries on like, like sushi and the proper ways of sushi and the proper sushi restaurants to go to. And it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. dude, it's like so precise, like the things that they do. Yeah. Apparently you've got to leave the, the um, salmon to like, like real good sashimi is no longer salmon. It's like fermented salmon for like a week or two or something. I've, I don't Apparently, know. like you got to keep it at a certain temperature in a fridge, like room temperature, but not too cold, not too hot. And then you've got to ferment it. So like so really dry good agent. tasting. Yeah. Something like that. Really good tasting sushi is like, um, is like fermented salmon. Wow. That's how it becomes uh, sashimi. Like, it's not actually um, just fresh salmon. Right. I, mm. Well, the, the places that I read about, there's, the, I don't think they even use salmon. It's kind of like, I don't know, salmon's too um, mainstream for them. <laughs> it's, it's weird. It's, they That's, do this thing is, called omakas, which is you basically you sit down in front of 
the sushi chef, and he makes mm. the sushi in front of you for you to eat, like, right away. Oh, wow. It's, like, that fresh. That, yeah, I was going to say, that can't and get fresher. And it's, like, planned things in certain ways. Yeah. Certain yeah, wow. sushi, certain, like, it's got to be straight down like this, and he's, like, as he's making it, he's, like, explaining to you what he's doing and why. Oh, okay. It's really interesting. That's like you and me. Have you ever tried? Have you ever live streamed before? No. Oh, dude, it's, I'd love it's to an know. effort. It's My it's great. It's good fun. Like it. doing it on. I've only ever done it on Instagram. But doing on like, yeah, just like live yeah, streaming, yeah. like drawing or whatever. But it's, oh it's, yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to kind of um, stay in tune with it because. You know when you get in that flow state, you're just in your brain and you don't, and you're just yeah. roaring and you don't want to talk to anyone, you don't want to be disrupted. As soon as someone tells you to do something, you're like, "Fuck off, leave me alone." Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. to finish this. It's very hard to get out of that flow state, but it's also be goal. in it at the same time and talk to people, like and talk to the camera and shit. Like Will was telling me, that was the biggest thing he found so difficult when he started streaming yeah. on Twitch was just trying to get. Like trying to talk while he's doing it because he got so used to just getting in his zone. Yeah, yeah. It's why most people that that do stream they don't draw a lot of hard things. They just they're in their comfort zone most of the time. Yeah, they just. But at the end of the day, it's something it's, or something like that. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's more of a performance rather than you know. Yeah. yeah. It's either a performance or just engaging with the fans while doing something that they enjoy watching. You know, you're yeah. not actually like working. Or you shouldn't actually like work on serious stuff because serious nah. stuff needs your full attention. Yeah, hundred percent. You need <laughs> to just have some music or a podcast on. You just need to get straight into that zone because yeah, exactly. it's not wor- like it's not worth it's not worth doing it if you're gonna if you're gonna be distracted. And at least yeah, in my opinion, in my experience, for certain things if you're gonna do work for clients or do work oh, for yeah. or, or like a print, you, yeah, you want to put your best your best foot out there and if you don't have a hundred percent of your attention on the product that you're making then it's not you know yeah but in saying that i mean everyone's different so you never know like some people some people can do that and some people are really good at conversing with people while they're doing things yeah the shit like that the the reptilians can you know (laughs) that is if you can do that you're a you're a reptilian get off my planet I'll get Will Schmidt to hunt you down. <laughs> and Chris Hemsworth. Okay, That's Chris the Hemsworth. MIB movie I want to see. Will Smith and Chris Hemsworth. Fuck this, fuck this uh, repeat of Thor Ragnarok. Don't get me wrong. I like Tessa Thompson, but I feel like Will You're Smith You're going to get called a sexist. <laughs> I don't You're think people, enough people listen to this to call me a sexist. <laughs> I listen to it and I'm going to call you a sexist. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the uh, bug is beautiful. Yeah. This episode should be called The Sexist and the Racist. <laughs> we definitely should call it that. Even just if we don't switch. get any more sexist or any more racist. Yeah. <laughs> we're just getting people to watch, you know. They're just, just waiting from, for the moment. Just from the... Yeah, it's in the first five minutes and then, then it's over and done with. <laughs> they're like, oh, they're actually quite respectful of both women and men. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all races, all, all creeds and cultures. They're quite good boys, actually. <laughs> very respectful. Thank you very much, people. 
Oh, man. I was listening to, uh, I was watching, you know, Jim Lee um, live streams? I watched the funniest video the other day um, where someone asked him, like, um, I want to go to art school, but I'm not really sure about it. And I'm not sure, should I, should I commit myself to art school or not? And he just gave the blunt, like, Jim Lee's the nicest guy, but he just gave the bluntest answer. And it was just like, um, don't don't ask me that. So don't, but that's the stupidest question to ask me because I can't answer that question. Like yeah, it sounds the, like if you're committed, if you're not committed to it, if you're not willing to, you know, like bleed at your hands until you get the comic book job and the job that you want, then you don't want to do it. Like if you're not going to do what's worth doing, he's like that's a, that's a ridiculous question to ask me. And he was like, and the video only went for about three minutes because he didn't obviously didn't want to give that question too much air because it's just like that you can't you can't ask someone that you can't under and he's like you can't ask a stranger that like yeah you know me but I don't know you like how yeah much but it's to know <laughs> it's yeah it's like it's like someone randomly asking you like what like how many calories should I be having it's I like <laughs> what, what the hell like I don't know. How active you are during the day, I don't know what you do at the gym. I don't know what you're eating now. I don't know what your body yeah. reacts. Like exactly. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's such a, it was such a great video to watch. It was just like, don't ask me questions like that. If anybody else has got questions like that, don't bother. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, it's, like, it's like when people ask, uh, when they ask, what pencils do you use? Yeah. It's like, who gives it's a fun. shit? Who gives a shit? Like, he's, so, yeah, exactly. Make a mark on the paper. Yes. Yeah. If so, use it. Yeah. It's not about not hard. what. It doesn't make it like. And if someone's been using a brush pen for ten years, of course they're going to be better at it than you. Yeah. Of course it's going to look better. <laughs> like it's how it works. It's fucking... Not only that, you give them a different brush pen. I'm pretty sure they'll get a similar result as yeah. to their other brush pen. Yeah, exactly. They just everyone just has a preferred one. Just like everyone has a preferred alcoholic beverage or everyone has a preferred takeaway meal or you know, some people a... like McDonald's, some people like Hungry Jack's. <laughs> it's all, it's up to the person. Yeah, it is. Stop asking, Just... stop asking artists what instruments they use unless it's like you're actually intrigued to, like you, you actually want that equipment. If you're asking the artist about the equipment because you think you'll get better then don't ask. You're asking the artist because <laughs> you're like, oh, that looks like a really nice brush pen. I already use brush pens. I might pick one of those up. Ask him what it is. But don't ask yeah. the artist expecting to get better just because you picked up a magical brush pen. It's kind of like if a carpenter came to your house to fix a wall and you're like, I would love to learn how to do that. What do you use? And he's yeah, like, what, I don't know. A hammer? What type of hammer is that? What type of hammer is that? Yeah, what type of hammer is that? A drill? What type of drill is that? What what size drill bit do you use? It's like, no, it's just fucking. <laughs> there's a million ways to get a job done. Just, I I I just tell people like, just test things out, give yeah. everything a go, just yeah. buy a bunch of shit, just do, do some research and just you know ask around and just say, hey, what do you use? What do you use? And just you know try everything out. Try every sign tip. Try digital. Try every like you're not gonna fuck yeah. It. You don't need a Cintiq straight away. You don't need a no, Cintiq straight away. No, Get a little don't. shitty tablet. It'll do its job. It takes some adjusting, but 
Cintiq yeah. is actually not that far off from a little shitty tablet. Nah, it's not. It's really he's, not. He's, he's up and like... artists just put money into a Cintiq for nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah uh, oh, it took me. Like, no, oh, I'm not, I'm not doing this yet because like I don't years. have a Cintiq. It's like, what? <laughs> Why is it a piece of technology judging what you're doing? Yeah, yeah it's like... Oh god! And most a lot of and a lot of professional artists still use a lot of professional artists still use um, magic tablet because they got so they wouldn't afford a Cintiq or something in their and they just got so used to it. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, get a fucking tablet. Like, get a little tablet. Get yourself a stylus. That's all you need. Works exactly yeah. the same way as a Cintiq or an iPad or, you know, that's something. Manners make it the man, not the tools. <laughs> that's it. That's Skills it. make it the man. Practice. Practice make it. Practice man. on everything. That's the one. You just can't. You can't. <sighs> practice. Well, yeah. Practice when referring to everything you just can't I don't know I just I don't know how people think that that's anyway we could be here for hours right we can about that but yeah, very strange like I understand if you want to I understand if you want to learn how something and you're just like oh I want to see how you get this result and yeah I completely have a fight yeah they're not like, like you with, can't with just ask someone use. for the tools they use yeah, and you can't just, you just ask someone should I should I go to art school or not? It's like, <laughs> no, please, please don't. Please. You need to make that decision. It's the most ridiculous question. That's, that's your path to make. You know. Yeah. Going to art school doesn't mean that you need to finish art school. No. You know, going to uni not doesn't mean you have to finish uni, but you need to go there to know if it's what's right for you or not. Yeah, just. Or go go to TAFE. Go, go to, to TAFE, yeah. Go to, like, don't waste your money on uni. Go to TAFE. Just out a graphic design or an illustrate, like a graphic design course or an art course in TAFE. You know how much, how much you can learn on Skillshare for, like, $17 a week or something ridiculous or like that? school is the same price as Netflix? Yeah, Udemy, like, anything like that. You could so probably learn that. more, actually. I don't know that they really... Like, I haven't been to uni in a while, but I went to uni for graphic design, and they fucking had, like, so many... They, had, they weren't... They hadn't updated their... You could tell they hadn't updated their curriculum in years. Yeah. It was the same shit, because my sister's doing the same course right now, and she's doing exactly the same shit as I was doing four years ago. Like, You're like, this shit should update, because things change. Well, the world's changing so rapidly now with the internet, and... And creativity is is so rampant now that yeah, they hundred percent have to change to keep up. Otherwise, you know, they're gonna go out of business. Yeah. Creativity is like weird now. I have a weird stance on creativity. Well, elaborate. I wanna hear this. I, th- I think now there's there's a fine line between like actual creativity and like like, like there's there's different levels of creativity now. 
Mm, yeah, 100%. people have now realized that creativity gives you attention. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so what finding... you mean, like, there's, there's the stripper and then there's the Instagram model who's at the gym um, who might as well be a stripper. It's just a different version of a stripper. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm... <laughs> that was very weird. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm, no, I'm talking about like there's <clears throat> there's people that create things online for the attention, and then there's other people that create things online just because they want to, because they have a yearning to create. Yeah, it's just like mm. oh, I've I've always wanted to do this. I've always seen people do this. Uh, I don't really care what the result is like as long as I'm making it and putting it out there. And having fun. And having fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a friend of mine. It's like a friend of mine, Dave. He's a cos he's the guy who cosplays as Reinhardt or used to cosplay as Reinhardt. Oh yeah, nice. It was a big foam Reinhardt. Yeah, yeah. Um he sold that recently. But anyway, he just he what he does is he likes to do he likes to work in three D. Right, so he likes to just build 3D models for cosplayers and shit. And yeah. um, I told him, you know how I told you I was going to do the X-wing uh, for the pram. I told him about that, and I couldn't make it to GammaCon, but we'd organised to have he he put the model together. He made a snub-nosed X-wing, like Luke Skywalker's X-wing, like red one. That's uh, awesome. Um, and uh, we were we actually got sponsorship uh, to get GammaCon to. Um, help sponsor the tools and um, resources for it. And we were going to put it together. We're going to build it together at GammaCon. But I ended up, I, I, I didn't realize, like, I had a, um, had a had family stuff going on that weekend. So I had to pull out uh, of GammaCon. Shit. But that was, like, fucking awesome. And I was like, well, why don't we come up with something for next year and we'll do that? Like, because yeah. he, he somehow knows... Um, the Gamacon, the new Gamacon runners, I think it got taken over by someone recently. At least that's what Cam Ilo told me. And so he knew them somehow. And he was like, yeah, 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 we'll get it sponsored. And I was like, oh, my God. It all just happened so fast. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. So we, we might, like, an X-Wing doesn't, isn't dated. So we might, we might still do it next year. Might even yeah, see if we can do it should. at another con. Yeah, I think we'll definitely do it because I still want to do it. And it's yeah. not like, like my, my daughter's almost one. She's not, she's not, not using the pram. So yeah, I'll she's not getting out of the pram anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Anytime soon. So, but yeah, that was really cool. Like it was really, but that's like an example. He does that. Like that was one thing he did, but he does, he just does unfolds as well. Like he'll unfold um, 3d models. People. Uh, like okay. if someone's like, Oh, I want to make, you know, a Jon Snow sword or some shit, or I want to, do this, I want to do that, it, they'll, he'll go and find them all if they can find a 3D model and then he'll unfold it so that people can make it out of foam. And he doesn't That's charge sick. a cent for it. And I'm like, really? fucking like, yeah, because he just enjoys sitting on his computer in front of TV at night, you know, after dinner and just unfolding shit for people and doing that kind of <laughs> stuff. And I was like, wow, fair enough. I was like, what, you don't charge? He goes, nah, I couldn't charge. I was like, what? And, but he's like, he's a dad of, he's a lot older than, He's one of the older cosplayers I know. Like he's he's a dad of a fifteen year old, like uh, so he's not he's not of that world. But like he uses Instagram, 
but yeah, he's yeah. not of he's not of our generation where he's like you know side hustling for social yeah social media everything goes on social media and stuff so and you know mate yeah exactly we've got to make money off it because because you know that's just what we we're used to doing so yeah yeah um that's kind of like an example of like you don't you don't have to um where was I going with that we were talking about the two different types of creative. Yeah, so he's like one of those those types of creatives. Yeah, he's I'm finding like that. that a lot of the ones that, well, it's it's kind of similar to what happened to me. Was it? <coughs> Sorry, um, was it was it me? Yeah, it was it was me last last year, um, where I just kind of like I was I was really chasing the Instagram thing, and. Yeah. It started. I started drawing things just for the sake of drawing, and it just kind of like killed me. I was just like, "No, nah, can't do it." Yeah, just for the content. I can't. I can't. Yeah, I just can't keep up putting. Can't keep uh, keep up putting content out, and like if I keep trying to put content out like every day, yeah. then my my art's gonna suffer, and drawing is gonna become a chore, and it's just yeah. gonna, it's gonna eat eat me up. So I, I'm much, I'm comfortable with what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, yours are working full full time right now, so it's yeah. not like it's not like you're um not easy. You got the time for it either. That's let's yeah. be honest here. So it's probably best that you go go that way and just kind of relax and yeah, let it be, as Paul McCartney says. Let it be. Said. Yeah. <laughs> um. I was going to ask you. I feel like I had questions about the Mumble Boys podcast this week because I thought it was very interesting uh, content. What were you guys talking about? Oh, I actually watched a video today um, on how this guy has a theory about the Sinister Six being in Spider-Man Three. Um, very, very super far from home, away from home. Is <laughs> my prediction of what they're going to call it. Very, very um, super far. Yeah, very, very super far out of this world. Spider-Man um, or, 3 or should you know be what called... I reckon they will call it. Spider-Man 3 home. should... Yeah, <laughs> Spider-Man 3 should be called... Should be called... <laughs> Oopsie, they know. <laughs> so it should be called Spider-Man. Oopsie, they know. <laughs> or just... Peter Parker is Spider-Man. That's just what they call <laughs> it. That's just the tagline. Like, it's not even the tagline. That's just like the Spider-Man. Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Or instead, <laughs> it, it's called Peter Parker, and then the subtitle is Spider-Man. <laughs> Spoilers for Oh, Papa. God. Spoilers alert, yeah. But anyway, this video was like this guy was theorizing about... Um... Oh, shut up, Siri. Sorry, my watch is talking to me. Um, this guy was theorizing about how we've actually already met the Sinister Six. Like, we've met Scorpion, Vulture, Mysterio, um, and Chameleon. Apparently, that Dimitri guy that was following them around on their school oh, yeah, they're saying it from might S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. is supposed to be Chameleon, which then means, you know, it's safe to assume that um, Craven will be there because Craven's related to, he's a half-brother or something like that of, of the Chameleon. Which yeah, have I you seen the theory that that Craven will be Wakandan, a Wakandan exile? Oh, that'd be really cool. 
That yeah. would actually make a lot of sense. I'm down for that. I'd be so down for that. That would be so cool. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. If he's just like X, like he's from a tribe of uh, like the lion tribe or something like that. That'd be really cool. What did he wear on his a Jaguar or something? The Jaguar yeah, tribe? it's like a Jaguar vest or something. That would or make a, a lot of sense if he's wearing vest. like a Wakandan looking Jaguar vest. Yeah. That'd be so dope. I'd, oh, I'm so down for that. That'd be really cool. And it would make oh. sense in that world, like, because... Oh, dude, imagine if it was, like, Wesley Snipes or something. <sighs> Could you imagine? I, you know what? I actually want Wes- Wesley Snipes to be Whistler. Whistler, yeah, he'd be pretty cool as Whistler. It, that'd be cool. Like, why not, why not have a black Whistler? Whistler doesn't necessarily have to be white. In fact, I don't know. in I don't today's day and age, does it really matter? <laughs> no. But I don't know if I don't know if Wesley Snipes. Look, us not being racist. Now we just have to say something non-sexist. Um, I don't think Wesley Snipes would want to sit on the sideline of someone else being blade. Though that's the only issue. Well, he did tweet. He did tweet out to Mahershala Ali. Congratulations! It's a new generation. Like you yeah, know, because he because he, he recently said that he wanted to be blade again. But then when Mahershala was announced. He was like, "Congratulations, you know, uh, I hand the tor- I happily hand the torch on to the next generation, or something to that effect." Yeah, I don't know. People can write that, but I don't know. from things I've heard about Wesley Snipes. Oh yeah, he's, he's dodgy. He's not the easiest like, person he, to work with. Yeah, he can he can be um he can, I've heard he's a little bit R Kelly esque. <laughs> oh no! Like he's a bit yeah. Oh, uh, no. Maybe that was maybe that was young Wesley Snipes though. But bro, you can't deny those Blade movies are fucking so good. Yeah, like, I they're love just this. they're just like they're like pre. I think they're pre um, the Matrix. They were like a couple of years before the Matrix, and they just set that whole style and era of movie making into effect. They just yeah. began that whole style and era. Blade, I didn't even know Blade was like comic book when I was younger. I thought it was just a Yeah, neither did I. I was just like, oh, this is sick. And then I found out it was part of the Marvel Universe. I was like, holy shit. (laughs) But like, my my idea for what uh, the next one, if the next one is Kraven's Last Hunt inspired, is obviously Spider-Man. Sorry. uh, Everyone knows who Spider-Man is. Yeah. So, have him go, like, similar to Batman vs. Superman, where Superman is getting charged and at a hearing in court. Oh, yeah. Peter Parker, like, get arrested. And obviously, he can't fight back because he's a good kid. Um, Yeah. He's a good guy. Then he gets gets a lawyer, and that lawyer Mm. is uh, none other than Matthew Murdock. Oh yeah, okay, I like that. Yeah. So, or it, it could even be foggy. Like it doesn't have to. Uh, I mean, you know, fan service, Matthew Murdoch. Sorry, Matthew Murdoch. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, in the meantime, while Peter Parker is like in this court hearing, yeah, Spider um, Craven is out being Spider-Man because he does that in the last hunt. Yes, he does. Yeah, because he thinks he, he can do it better, and he becomes like the Punisher version of Spider-Man. Eh? Exactly, isn't, that, isn't so that what happens? Then, yeah, he then kills people and makes Peter Parker's situation worse in court. Yeah, Ooh. until until they can line up that Peter Parker is 
not Spider-Man, which Craven, like something happens, I don't know yet. Maybe the scrolls get involved. But um, let let me let me add let me quickly add to this. Peter Parker's being trialed next to, and he's in a cell with none other than Miles Morales, who's being tried for something that he also didn't do wrong. If you really want to get politically, like, not that Marvel necessarily does, but if you want to do, like, the the Netflix version of this, that's what you do. You make Miles Morales the black kid that was arrested alongside Peter Parker. Because they they can then... Yeah, because it's been five years. Yeah, because for some reason, Miles Morales is in the wrong place at the wrong time, and he's also black. So... They arrest him, and he's there when Peter Parker gets arrested. Maybe it's maybe like Peter Parker's swinging around, and it's you know it's like Spider Verse, and he's fighting the you know the bag, the shocker, or something ridiculous like that. And then Miles is watching him because he's already been bitten. He's like, oh, it's Spider Man, you know, and Spider Man. Oh, you turning him into Spider Man now? Well, he well Miles has to be Spider Man before Peter Parker dies. But I don't think they killed Tom Holland. The story gonna, goes that Miles, like I feel, both I have versions a feeling of that, Miles' story. I have a feeling that Miles is reserved for the, for the uh, Miles being Spider-Man is reserved yeah. for the animated movies. They'll have him. I reckon they'll reference him and have him in the universe. I think it'll be a, It should be like a small scene, if anything, in that film where he like. Pete is in a cell, and then next to him is a a kid, kid and he's talking. To and then he's yeah. like, "What's your?" He goes, "I'm Miles, man. Uh, Miles Morales." Yeah, that, and then everyone that could be cool. Shit. And then, bro, and then look, Pete, I'd, Pete, I'd Peter sticks happy. his hand out, and he goes, "I'm Peter Parker," and they shake hands together, and it does like the little Spider-Man <laughs> thing. Yeah, like a spider sense thing or something. I um, I would, I would even just be happy to see Prowler. I just want to see Gambino come back. I'm actually disappointed he wasn't in Far From Home. I feel like they're setting him up for something bigger. I really... Bro, I love the Prowler. I think the Prowler was such a dope character in Spider-Verse. He was really... Such a cool... But I feel like he's just... I feel like if you're going to do the Prowler... Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're going to do the Prowler, you need to do Miles. Because... Like, the Prowler... It's kind of that, you know, it's like Harry Osborn being the hobgoblin in the original Spider-Man yeah. movies. It's, there's a connection there to Spider-Man, but neither of them knows that the other is, you know, the villain or the hero. So, And it brings more emphasis to it when they do, when they realize it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, like, I like, I want to see your, ver- your version of Spider-Man 3 now. <laughs> the Craven one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm still trying to figure out. Uh, it would be interesting to have Spider-Man so thing to clear his name, but then have Craven in the background wreaking havoc, and then ruining his name. Yeah, and then Peter saying, "I need to go fight this guy," and then Matthew Murdoch saying, "I can't. You you can't like not show up." And he goes, "Yes, I can." And then because that's what Peter's been then, doing this whole time. <laughs> yeah, and then, in all these movies, he's just been not showing up where he's supposed no, to be. But then he shows up to the 
like you see a scene of him showing up to the court and you're like, as an audience member, you're like, what the fuck is he doing? And then Matthew mm-hmm. Murdoch is like, you showed up. And then yeah, it cuts to another scene and Peter Parker is out as Spider-Man. And you're like, what the, what is going on? And then you find out that the Peter Parker in yeah. court is a skull. Did you hear that last bit? Either, yeah, either a scroll or the Spider-Man that's out. Yeah, a scroll, did you say? Yeah, a scroll, yeah. Where'd you go? So the scroll, scroll. the scroll is now... Oh, yeah. yeah. The scroll is now Peter Parker in court who doesn't really know how to say much, so Pete has to take down Craven and bring him back to... I don't know. I don't know how it's going to end. Like, no one... Don't ask me I that. I feel I'm like... Just, I'm not a screenwriter. You could... You could, def- you, could <laughs> you could end it that way. Or <coughs> Peter turns up to the courthouse. Miles is actually guy in the Spider-Man costume. Stop that with the could... Miles. <laughs> yeah. That'll be so confusing. Everyone Miles. will be like, "What the fuck? what the fuck?" No, but you have to set it up throughout the whole movie. But look, man, I honestly think I don't know. I want because because if, if you anything, look at I would home it was very anything, contained. Would... Yeah. So I wonder whether um, Home Sweet Home is going to be con- as contained. Like Homecoming is pretty contained as well. So I wonder whether it's going to be more of a, like maybe they do a Sinister Six film and Spider-Man's got to stop them rather than it being a Spider-Man 3 because there's just two. It's going to be very difficult to do a Spider- like a Sinister Six movie because look at Spider-Man 3 and Amazing Spider-Man 2. Everybody doesn't enjoy those movies. Like, the general consensus is that those are the least best Spider-Man movies because they got too many villains in them. And it's too much to juggle. And you're still trying to juggle Peter Parker as well. And they didn't flesh out any of the villains. That's the thing. If they chucked... It's kind of like the first Avengers movie being Endgame, and you're like, none of I don't know who any of these characters are. Like, if, if Spider-Man is doing what they said that... I think they said that they were planning on three movies in high school, three mo- movies in college, yeah. and three movies grown up. So yeah, he's getting, he's, he's getting his Star Wars. He's getting yeah. his Star Wars quadril- um, what, do you, what would you call it? Trilogy trilogies. Trilogy of trilogies. Trilogy, trilogy, trilogy. So, <laughs> this Wait, one did, will probably... Iron Man have that many movies, though? How many movies has Iron Man been in? The three Iron Mans, oh, the fuck. three Avengers, the three Avengers, sorry, four Avengers, Homecoming. Civil War, Homecoming, and then and technically in Far From Home. So he did essentially do nine. If you wanna, no, he wasn't in Far From Home. Why well, his voice was, his and voice his was. presence was, his presence was, yeah. but his presence wasn't is in his, every. Wasn't his voice in the glasses? No, that was Edith. It was a woman. Oh, I thought his voice was... I thought there was at least like a message no, or something that he... No, you, you're getting mixed up with that him. comic that I, that I think you sent me. Comic. A comic. The comic of Pete putting on the glasses and then the costume comes out of the glasses. Oh, yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. I don't know. I think the Maybe. trilogy should end with, with Craven yeah. and Pete clearing his name. So, so then, do you think they introduced Craven in Black Panther 2? <clears throat> oh, shit. That is genius. 
is he is he an end is he a Black Panther villain and Spider Man's in Black Panther two or is he the end credits scene? Like they they I because I honestly think um, Mbaku might be the villain in um, oh. Black Panther two because Mbaku's been the 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 um, the the silverback or something like that. He's yeah, yeah. history in the comics of being a villain, which is the silverback, or rather, because they did something very different with him in Black Panther, but no, not very many people knew who the silverback was anyway, so yeah. they could get away with it. But yeah, I don't know. Do you reckon maybe? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would. I feel like I thought that Bucky was going to be in Black Panther two as the white. The the um what did they call him the white wolf? No, I, I'm, but, no they're I think they're they're planning on Namor being being the villain of Black Panther two. A Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the that would be battle, cool. King on King. Yeah, yeah, King. I did hear. Where did I hear that? Batman on Batman or something like that? Or was that your podcast? I think it was no, your it podcast. What? I don't think we mentioned it on the podcast. I don't remember uh. what we talked about. I know um, <laughs> Boss Logic. Did a uh, two kings? Did he? Yeah, really? I think yeah. But apparently, like um, Dwayne Johnson is being rumored to be up for the Namor role. Ooh, okay. I think it is. I feel like that's taking a heavy step in DC direction, though. That's like everyone's just going to associate Polynesians with the under the sea people. Like Polynesians I mean, aren't the, the only thing, sea people. Yeah, that's what yeah true. <laughs> I, I would have so. liked like a, a Nordic like Viking underwater. Vibe, yeah, why not? Namor's yeah, very like different. We Namor is like, but slick. He's got slick back hair and he's he in his like underwear. Ocean Master. <laughs> yeah, in his underwear yeah, but you know that the, you know they're not going to put him in his underwear. He's going to be in like only- underwater armor. But it makes sense that the only person that would work the underwear would be The Rock. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's he, actually very true. Because he years. Yeah, because Rocky, yeah. The people's champ was always in underwear. Yeah. yeah that's very true. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, I mean... It's actually called underwear, but... <laughs> is, yeah, it's, I don't know. That, I'm pretty sure. Probably it's, a let's, let's be honest here. Wrestling. Yeah. Let's be spandex. <laughs> Some people are saying Luke Evans. Luke Evans. Is that the guy who played Dracula? Who did he play? Dracula, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could I get know, around tough. that. But if he's a bad guy for Black Panther 2, that'd be cool. Yeah, I think Namor would be very cool. It's one way to. It seems like they've um, insinuated. They already insinuated at it in Endgame, so. Oh, well, and it's wait, also wait. a really good way to. Forte into the X Men because he's the first mutant. Is he mutant? Yeah, he's the first mutant. Really? Holy yeah. Shit. Like he's uh, considered in Marvel the first of the mutants. So, where is this? I'm just trying to find this. Uh... Before Namor? Uh, before Namor. Before Apocalypse? I thought Apocalypse was the first. Uh, technically, but Namor was, I suppose, in the real world, in the real world, Namor was the first mutant. Oh, you like mean Apocalypse? As in... it, yeah, like oh, okay. in, in our history, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was Namor... the first mute to like, yeah. have a cop. Uh, yeah, dude. Namor predates. Um, yeah, 
um, the first, well, the first mutant in the comics, full stop. Like yeah. that was created by Stan Lee. Because yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I get you now. I get you. Um, what was I saying? Namor, Namor predates Aquaman, and like Green Lantern and the Flash and that. Namor was like one of the very, very, very early Jack Kirby creations. I'm pretty sure from memory or he's one of the very early marvel or whatever they called themselves at that time creation so he's been around well before um iron man and all that kind of thing he's one of the early early the submariner is one of the early 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 superhero that's why he looks yeah 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 so goofy yeah exactly and that's why captain america looks so goofy because he's one of the early ones as well he's like yeah world war ii whereas iron man is more Iron Man was more a creation of like the 60s and 70s, like the psychedelic 60s and 70s. Same for Doctor Strange as well. But yeah. like Iron Man, yeah. Man, but, how, yeah. It, how it, if The Rock is Namor, mm. Jesus Christ, he's just going to take over the movie. He will. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's, that is just one concern I would have about that is that it's kind of like watching the Lion King movie, you just can't detach from the celebrity of the person. You're right. That was the case. You just, like, I couldn't detach from Beyonce and Childish Gambino. Well, Childish Gambino, not so much, but I couldn't detach from Seth Rogen and Beyonce. Anytime they spoke, I couldn't see the character anymore. Really? Because it was, Simone and Pumba, like, were the ones that I was, like, the most impressed with. That I I was like, those might be better than the original. And I was just like, that's Timon and Pumba. Don't get me wrong, they were great. I think they were hilarious because they were very witty and all the, like, I didn't notice until I started listening to the soundtrack, there's all witty bits and pieces in, like, the end of Hakuna Matata and that, where they're yeah. just, like, bantering back and forth. That's really clever, and that was great. But, it, I don't know, yeah, I just kept going, nah, that's Rogan. That's just Seth Rogan every, t- every time. Yeah. Like, he's got no, I get a you. distinctive voice that I was like, yeah, I can't get lost in the animation of it. It's just Seth Rogen. But I suppose every time you watch a movie that he's in, you don't get lost in the character because it's just him. Yeah. You can't, like, he's not a method actor by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So he just plays Seth Rogen characters. I don't know. But it was, yeah, I think, I feel like The Rock star, like, you, I feel like you couldn't have Kevin Hart or The Rock in a Marvel movie. It'll just take over. But he's he's Black Adam. We have yet to see him as Black Adam. Yeah. He was a he was good in Hercules. I actually honestly I I that was the one time I was able to detach from the, the rock of it all. Really? Yeah. Why? Well, because he was in a wig and he didn't have his tattoos. Like his tattoos were all covered up and shit as well. So It was yeah. same for for the um Jesus Christ, what am I trying to say? Uh, it'll probably be the same for Namor, if anything. It'll just look like the Scorpion King, just with shorter hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And tw- Yeah, but well, I suppose you can't really get bogged down in the size of the character, because if you think about it, if it wasn't a visual medium, you wouldn't even be able to have that argument. And like, Namor, Namor can be whatever size like you want him to be, yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a mutant. So, uh, like, I think most of the characters, the size is normally like dependent on like their powers. 
Yeah, that's true. Except the only person I'd say is Batman can get away with either being really thin or really big. Actually, no, you can't have him really thin because if you have him really thin, you'll just be like, how is that guy, like, destroying all these all these other people? Like, that's why I, yeah. I feel like the size that he was in Batman vs Superman was, was worked. But I feel like the size that he is in Batman Begins versus um, Justice League, you could probably make the argument that he started training young and progressively got bigger. And because it takes years yeah. to bulk up Actually, that much, like that fucking like Dark Knight esque. And it would make sense that if he was young, he was lean and agile, and he probably did yoga and shit. And by the time he gets to the Dark Knight Returns, like all he's just been doing in his old age is just fucking he's... bench pressing and like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like Arnold Schwarzenegger just at the gym every fucking day because he's not Batman. He hasn't been Batman for 10 years, so he doesn't have anything better to do but drink and go to the gym and fucking apparently race F1s. <laughs> Christ, I forgot, so I, I forgot how big Christian Bale was for Batman. He was pretty big. Like, even that Dark Knight suit's pretty bulky next to Ben Affleck. It's quite fucking intense. But, like, but like he wasn't ripped. No, no. He was, he was just big. I think that works for Batman. Just be, just be a thick boy. Just, <laughs> yeah, just beefy as fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I finally just... found the boss logic thing. Oh, that's cool. Oh, he's even got Keanu Reeves' Moon Knight. Yeah, I don't know about that. Mm, yeah. Keanu doesn't have enough of a range, I think. To play a psycho. Yeah, to play that many different versions of a character. Well, Moon, Moon Knight is like, isn't he like obsessed about a fake god no he's um he gets his powers from a god um an old egyptian god and um well, he has he like has, he has he has multiple he has multiple um personality disorder so he's got like a it's like the guy in split he's yeah. got three different personalities and there's like moon knight um there's mr Mr. Moon Knight or Mr. Knight. No, Mr. Moon, I think it's called. And he wears like a, a white suit with the white Moon Knight mask. And yeah. then, there's, then there's the Egyptian god one where he actually thinks he's the Egyptian god. So that's why it's like it wouldn't lend itself to a film. It's better if they put it on Disney Plus because um, you'd want to do like a season on each character type. Or you'd want yeah. you'd want a long you want like ten to thirteen hours to tell his story and to expand it like if with the I feel like ten episodes would be perfect for a Moon Knight show because a movie just wouldn't lend itself to that character it, you'd be too it'd be cramming too much in and too yeah, many different need, characters in yeah you'd need a lot of setup and yeah yeah it'd just be too much yeah you're right but that's that's why Split is set in one place. So if you think about it story-wise, I've just realized this. The reason why Split is set in that underground bunker is because you're spending so much time with so many, one person playing so many different characters that if you go out of, that, out, out of the location, it gets very overwhelming and very confusing. Exactly, yeah, because you don't know like, the, the passage of time in that 
Yeah, not at un- all. Underground. And it's very self-contained and you're dealing like one-on-one, you know. And it actually, it actually makes you, that movie, the fact it that goes, you are underground, it makes you claustrophobic and stuck yeah. with him. Like it makes yeah. you feel like you're stuck with him and you can't get away from him. And he changes and he's unpredictable. It's like the unpredictability of him. And you and don't you know. Start- and he's talking about like the beast and you're like, what the fuck is this beast? And he's talking about eating people and shit. And, he's, and it's just like... You, you, when you watch that movie, you just get so like clammy and like, oh, but you like empathize with the girls that are there. And then you pick like, like favorite personalities of like, oh, I don't like this one. Go back to the other one. <laughs> yeah. You're like, please, please. Go back to the kid. Bring back the boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bring back Hedwig. Yeah. Hedwig, yeah. that's his name. Yeah. But then you get, and that's the reason why. Have you seen Glass? Yeah, I have. That's the reason why, in my personal opinion, I don't think it worked as well as it could have. I think Glass didn't work as well as it could have because it was trying to juggle three characters that didn't really need to... They didn't need to connect as quick as they did. Yeah, and they were forced together very quickly. It was like, how are we going to get these three characters together? Oh, okay, here's my idea. One woman is studying all the people who think they're superheroes. Bam! And just yeah. cram them into the same psych ward. It's like, like, it oh, seems wait like, a second. How'd that happen? It seems like they had a lot of story for um, Split and and Glass. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Glass, but not a lot for Bruce Willis. So, Because I feel like Bruce Willis is still, like, the unbroken story's been told. Yeah, it was done. So I don't know why they needed to do it again. Yeah, it, it's, it's been told. That story's already been told, and unbroken is, you know almost a flawless movie it's 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 a timeless film like you don't need to you don't really need to return to that film you don't really need to return to those character that character and then he just gets like this horrible like spoilers he gets this horrible death he just gets killed oh, it, yeah and with and with it, like a, gets a, drowned and it's like what <laughs> wasn't twist. he supposed to be overcoming that yeah and a twist of a society of people that try to keep superheroes like under wraps and they're not real. I don't know. It was just very, it became too much. Split was very simple. Yeah. It was cool that it had that twist at the end that it was part of the unbreakable universe, but it didn't need it. Nah, it could, it could have stood alone. It could have a hundred percent stood alone and been a very strong film. How do we get to this? I don't know. We're just, we were just talking movies and shit. Did you want to discuss? read some questions out? or? Oh, yeah, we will. Oh, before we get off the movies thing, I will tell you this Toy Story. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You were going to Toy tell Story you. thing. So um, I messaged Rui earlier uh, today um, because yesterday, or yesterday, because I, I came up with this great idea for a live action Toy Story film. So I drew a poster. I don't know if you saw it. I drew a poster. Yeah, I saw a Toy Story yeah. poster. And that's what kind of um, that's what kind of brought this brought this idea up. So my idea is, I was thinking like, how in a real setting do you bring a cowboy and a space band together? So my whole idea is like, it's set in a small west. It's a western. It's kind of like aliens versus cowboys versus aliens, but better. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a little bit more like, probably it would probably be PG. It'd probably be like along the lines of a Marvel movie. So the premise is it's set in a small town. So it's like where Woody's round up, you know, you've got the prospector, you've got Jesse, you've got Bullseye, 
Yeah. Um, Slinky is the local dog. Um, and the lo- and then, um, you know, Woody's the sheriff and his nemesis is Mr. Potato Head. And then there's an, a, a, another town across, there's the pig guy and maybe he's a banker or something. And he's yeah. like a real, okay, you know, that makes sense. The ham is the banker and he's like a yeah. corrupt evil banker because he's a fucking piggy bank. That makes so much sense. And he's like always working with Mr. Potato Head and they're always trying to get more money because they're always trying to like, Mr. Potato Head's the thug and he's the, um, he's the outlaw and he's always trying to get money, steals from Woody's bank and, you know, that's what's going on in that town. Anyway, so one day, maybe you start the movie with that. Like you start the movie with like Mr. Potato Head trying to steal something from a bank and then you, you establish Ham and you establish Woody in the Roundup gang and all that kind of thing. And then um, either that or you establish Buzz Lightyear on another planet shooting. Maybe in the sa- like at the same time you're establishing Buzz Lightyear um, defeating, I don't know, Zerg for the 200th time or something like that. And they're both <laughs> fighting their nemesis. And then somehow Buzz gets in, a spa- in his spaceship and as he's flying off, he's headed back to Star Command um because he's you know maybe his partner was killed or something like that um and um he gets shot out of the sky and the moon that he was on is actually earth's moon yeah so he ends up flying down into the desert and crash lands in the middle of the desert just outside of woody's town and woody goes out as the sheriff and he goes out to have a look at it and then him and and then you can actually put in a cool little like two minute fight scene between buzz and woody if you really wanted to or yeah. just the, like, what are you doing in my town, rah, rah, rah. And then Woody arrests Buzz, and he takes him into the town, and he gets Bullseye to help him pull tug the spaceship. Maybe it's just like a small little shuttle like he's got. That's how he ends up with that shuttle. He pulls yeah. the spaceship. Fucking shut up, Siri. He pulls the spaceship <laughs> back into town, and Potato Head's in the, in the jail, um, and uh, Buzz is in the jail. Anyway... So what happens is the bad guys that were actually um, fighting Buzz, they go looking for him. They come back for him and they come down to Earth and they start attacking the small town. And Buzz is like in jail and, and he goes and Woody's like, what the hell is this? It's like, it looks, it's an unidentified flying option. He goes, that's the LGM. So it's actually the little green men. <laughs> and so LGM. they end up, the L, that's, that's what they're actually called in the extended Toy Story universe. So the LGMs, it? yeah, that's what they called. That's what they were called in the Buzz Lightyear cartoon from when we wow. were from Disney Channel. So they're called LGMs, and the LGMs are like a hive mind. So they all like there's a few of them that come down, and then they're looking to invade, and it becomes a bit like Mars Attacks. They're looking to invade, and and Woody's like, "What do we do? What do we do?" Because it's like fucking 1700s. He has no idea. It's the Wild West, and Buzz is just like, "You've got to let me out." So that's how they end up teaming up. And then from there on out, somehow Potato Head gets out in the kerfuffle and him and Ham team up with the LGMs and they end up, and that ends up becoming the bad guys. That's cool. Right. And so Rex, Rex is, um, is a prisoner of the LGMs and he somehow gets off the UFO or he's working for them and he's sent down to converse with the humans to understand the threat and all that kind of thing. Um, and he ends up staying and he like becomes the fin of all of this and he helps them because he's got the inside scoop. So you've got Buzz who's defeated the LGMs before and you've got Rex who's actually worked for them. 
and that's how and he joins the team and so they've just got a fucking T-Rex with them like he's a small T-Rex but he's a t- or he's a T-Rex from outer space so you can have him he's... like a like a mutant T-Rex like they came here before and they yeah 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 they something took, like they that. took a so dinosaur he... to put intellect into it to create a weapon and they ended yeah, up with the he's... friendliest thing that can't fight yeah and he's like he's maybe like from a planet like Chewy of just T-Rexes that just no, no, they're just like, like friendly. No, no, they're like the Wookies. Oh, the he's LGM. the only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah, LGMs the came one. to yeah, Earth maybe. like ages ago and took him, and they were like, "We're going to create weapons out of this," and they create the friendliest, the friendliest like creature. And he's just their assistant or something, and they're all assholes yeah. to him and stuff. Yeah. And his his <laughs> like character arc is to embrace like his dinosaur side because he's yeah. very. Yeah, but what I think, what I think, um, a little tweak with that. It it sounds really cool. Uh, Mm. Buzz Lightyear fighting Zerg. Buzz Lightyear loses. He gets shot out of the sky. Same thing. Lands. Woody goes to prison. Yeah. The LGMs find him on Earth. Yeah. And they attack. Yeah. And then they they send a signal back to Zerg. But in the meantime, they found their leader qualities through Mister Potato Head. So, at, uh, yeah, because at, he's the one that saves them. Yeah. And then they end up following him. Yeah, that was my whole, that was kind of what I was going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, so at, at the end, like the end credits sort of thing would be Zerg, like, arriving on Earth. Ah, Toy Story 2. Yeah. <laughs> Age of <Yeah>. Zerg. <laughs> but I'd still call it, like, a Toy Story or, like, because you could still, you, the twist you could have at the end, kind of like the Lego movie, is that it is just one of Andy's stories that he makes up. Oh, uh, like yeah. Like the whole time, it is just one of Andy's stories. But you've actually got live action people. And I would, honestly, I would cast. I would call cast it Cowboys and Aliens. And Tim Allen. <laughs> call it Cowboys and Aliens, yeah. No, no, exactly. call it Cowboys and Aliens. Cowboys and Aliens. That's actually not a bad title. Working title. <laughs> <laughs> cow toys and aliens that's actually really good cowboy <laughs> toys and aliens <laughs> or, or you could call it those damn space toys those damn space toys <laughs> yeah so to have like a magnificent seven type story with with toys oh yeah yeah definitely well you could even you could eat like you could even build like you wouldn't have to have jesse uh, and bulls like if you just started as Bullseye is part of the team, it's like he's he's Woody's um, horse, and then yeah. and then somehow they run into Jesse, and then you can build a lot, and you know Buzz is part of the team, and then Rex, and then and you slowly build it that way, um, just not as intensely as a Magnificent Seven. Like you make this, you know, for families, you could definitely do that as well. Like you could definitely make it so that. That's where they, you know, and you can have fucking train heists and you can have, um, you could just do all the cool Western tropes, but yeah. still have like, but still have it feel like a Star Wars movie because it's got, um, you know, like Buzz is using lasers and the aliens are using lasers and then, and then you just have a big like, I mean, I know Wild Wild West is probably not the best example for this movie, but you could have some an ending kind of like Wild Wild West where they're in the middle of the, the desert 
and there's just some sort of alien thing that they've got to take on and just in true Woody and Buzz style, they get together and they figure it out and that the team splits up and this person does that thing and that person does that thing and they have to, and then, you know, you think it's all over and then someone gets kidnapped and you have to keep going because that's what happens in a Toy Story movie. Yeah, exactly. And then they have to go and, but they have to keep going and keep trying to find something. And then finally they just, you know, Buzz and Woody go their separate ways. Buzz fixes his shuttle. Like, I feel like it'd be a bit of a cop-out for them to be like, oh, I think I might just stick around here on Earth. Like, you could do that. No, but I feel, like, I feel like Buzz fixes his shuttle because he takes parts from the LGM's broken machine thing and then he leaves. But then, you know, Toy Story 2, Zerg is headed to Earth and Buzz is gone and now Buzz has got to come back or something like that. And he, and he just does a Captain Marvel and he hands Woody like a, a pager. Like a... Oh, and he's like, like, a um, he tags something to an old-timey telephone. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Damn it. That would be now cool. we need to write this. We should totally write this. We'll just film it. <laughs> we'll just film it. Damn. Yeah, I get really disappointed when I come up with cool movie concepts or I hear a cool movie's concept because then I'm like, well, now I know this isn't going to happen. Yeah, I have like, the same thing. When I did the whole world's finest, like how I would reach yeah, DC, that's what, EU. Yeah, I loved when you did that. That was so awesome. I got so upset because I was like, they didn't do this. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there was so much Batman and Superman story you could have pulled from. Like there's literally 10 years, almost 15 years of Batman slash Superman comics that you could have pulled from Working and they together, didn't even yeah. bother. Like some of that stuff, yeah, it's a bit campy and shit, but it would have worked. But like Aquaman worked. Aquaman made a billion dollars. People loved Aquaman. Yeah. I fucking love Aquaman. It worked and it was you can make shit. So was Shazam. You can make like, Superman. You can make a world's finest like work. Like the way that, the way that I explained it, like it, I'm not saying that that I made the perfect movie for Batman vs. Superman. But... No, not at all, but you definitely made a better one. <laughs> yeah. Um, did if you hear exists. that Ben Affleck, just quickly while we're on Batman, before I go, I'm just getting these questions up. Did you hear Ben Affleck had Arkham Asylum in mind for his Batman movie? Yeah. But mm. I feel like there was a reason why it didn't work. Um, well, appar- apparently the, um, it was Warner Brothers. They wanted to go a different direction. They didn't want to do such a contained Batman film, but I feel like this, the best thing for them to do right now is not a Bat-God film. It's a Batman film. It's a, like, it's a world's greatest detective film. That's it what needs, they're doing. Yeah. Oh, sounds okay. of it, maybe that's why they it got sounds like, That's why it will work, maybe. It sounds like it's being more detective-based. Okay, that's good. So it's just... I, I just... I hope it's not like... The Riddler. As much as I want to see the Riddler, I feel like you can definitely deeper do a deeper dive into the Batman myth. Like, well, look, uh, we we just watched the movie gallery. with Mysterio in it, bro. We yeah, just watched a movie with Mysterio, and like Craven's potentially going to be in the net. We've watched movies with Loki in it. Like Loki is a household name now. Yeah, Thor is a household name now. Like we saw a movie with the Red Skull. They yeah, worked their way to it. What I would do is I would set up with like. Just get a bunch of 
a bunch of maybe like normal rogue gallery characters, may, maybe one out there, and then build your way up to like more of the psychos, especially if you're starting early for Batman. But apparently they're doing apparently they're doing Catwoman and Penguin again. That's the rumor, at least. Like they're really? just gonna do fucking yeah, they're just gonna do fucking uh, Batman I, I, Returns. Really hope Look, not. I will watch Catwoman till the day I die. Catwoman is one of my favorite characters of all time, just purely not just because she's a Batman built um, character, but I just love Catwoman. I think Anne Hathaway was great. Michelle Pfeiffer is great. Like um, the old lady in the 66 Batman is great. Like Catwoman works on so many different levels that I'm not so much concerned about. It's more, haven't we had enough of the penguin? Like DeVito kicked it out of the park. The guy in Gotham DeVito is great. Very, job. Yeah. Very yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was very like, different. Like it wasn't, it wasn't the penguin. No, but neither was any of those Tim Burton versions of the Batman mythos like i feel like if you go back and watch those original movies like even the joker is very yeah i'm not kilter for the joker the first batman's good because i don't think he, they let tim burton get away with a lot of differences but and i think tim burton played it safe which sometimes it's a good thing but yeah uh, batman returns gets on my nerves a fair bit really that's one of my favorites it's just because it's so Tim Burton. Because yeah. I love I love Edward Scissorhands though. So I could sit and watch Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands, and Batman Returns, like all in a row, and not get sick of it. Really? Yeah, I love those three. Like I love those super duper. Like like the later stuff. Like Sweeney Todd is good, and Corpse Bride, and all that, you know. And then he did. Um, well, technically, Nightmare Before Christmas, he didn't direct, but it is a Tim Burton film. Um, I think he wrote and had a heavy influence on it, but yeah, like those very early Beetlejuice, Batman's and the, uh, and Edward Scissorhands, some of the best film in like best movies I've ever seen. In my opinion, they're just so, they're so strong and they've got such a feeling to them, such a style to them. Yeah. It's like that creativity thing, but I wish... I don't know. I don't know. I, I prefer Tim Burton when he's like in his own like creations, you know, in like his own universe. Hands, Beetlejuice, that sort of thing. It's like yeah. that's where he works best. When he starts Tim Burtoning other other properties, then that's when I start going, "All right, Tim Burton, we get it. <laughs> we get it. You're, you have you're a weird. Style. Yeah, you have a style, but I would like to see." an adaptation of what I love from in the comics, not, you know. Yeah. Well, and you're, you, you like me are a big DC fan. So you've got a version of all the characters that you know and love. And, you know, yeah. the source material is very important to, especially to DC fans. The source material is very, very important because it's so strong. Like, let's be honest. The reason why Marvel works so well is because their source material isn't as strong as DC's in at least in my opinion. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's a thousand people that would argue against that, but it, I mean, it depends because, because, um, X-Men, X-Men has very strong source material. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
but the characters that they have used in the Marvel Cinematic Universe up till now, like Iron Man, I, I just, I couldn't, like, I, I thought Captain America looked cool when I was a kid. That was about it. Like, Chris Evans <laughs> made that character. But same goes for Thor. Thor is only as good as he is because of Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And, I mean, Iron Man had some dimension, but nowhere near as much as Robert Downey Jr. gave it. No. Robert Downey Jr. did it. Pretty much invented Iron Man. Pretty much reinvented Iron Man. Yeah. And, like, so so much so that it's kind of, but it's like Wesley Snipes. Like, you could make the argument that Blade wasn't necessary. Like, he wasn't the daughter. Like, his mum didn't get bitten by a vampire when he was born and all that kind of, that wasn't in the original but the traditional, I think he was bitten by Mobius, I think. Or there was a version of him that was bitten by Mobius. Who? But I think, I think I remember hearing something like that. But, but then that storyline and that version of his origin was so much stronger than the original version that it becomes part of the comic mythos anyway. Right. So they do, like, they've done that for years and years and years. But characters like superman and batman don't necessarily do that no so yeah i don't know i don't think there's as much room to move with the dc characters and that might be why dc's not doing so well i yeah i think dc kind of needs to i don't know like really either stick with their source material or don't yeah yeah 100 percent. there's no in between like like marvel but the reason why Marvel has had so much success, we forget, like, we're in a post-Endgame world. The reason why Marvel has had so much success is because they thought about the movie genre, they've thought about cinema, and then they've gone, okay, some of these characters can actually fit into a specific successful genre of film. Yeah. Like, Ant-Man is a heist film. Endgame is a heist film. It's yeah. A big, it's a heist and a time travel film. Um, Infinity War is a space film. Guardians of the Galaxy is Star Wars. Like, Thor is a comedy. It's a, it's a cosmic. Um, what else? Iron Man is, like, some of, the, some of the movies they've done really well with containing them as well. Like, yeah. Captain, like, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is a spy thriller, for goodness sakes. Civil War is a political statement. Like, it's a political, it's a very political movie. Like, look at the premise of it. It's super political. Yeah, you're and, right. And, and Batman vs Superman, what's that? <laughs> um, it's actually it's actually an attempt at Watchmen. It's an attempt at like, um, uh, yeah, breaking down superheroes and why and and the like the negative impacts they have on it's breaking on the down, world. It's breaking down one alien. Yeah. Well. Not, yeah. Not, not necessarily super, because they don't they yeah. don't pull anyone else out out of the woodwork. Like Wonder Woman has been around, people know. Oh, there is Woman. there is a lot of comment on the Batman though. Like yeah, but Superman the Batman is trying to trying to Bat, Batman's bring down not even Batman. seen. Super, yeah, but true. you don't know why Superman's trying to bring down the Batman. You yeah. kind of oh, get, it's 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 a lack of can you, it's a lack of moral justice. He thinks he's a, he's a vigilante. Yeah, but is that a reason to, like, why is his attention on the Batman and not everything else? Like, he went to Africa for God's sake. 
<laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, that's because Lois Lane was there. I know, but it just doesn't it doesn't make sense for Superman to see Batman as you know as a threat and not like the whole movie. I'm I'm not even going to get into. Like, <laughs> I've I've been I've been yeah, in I... that in that rant stage, but it's like uh, Batman vs Superman was it entertaining? Yes, it was entertaining. Uh, would most people enjoy the movie? I think most people would enjoy the movie. Was it a good movie to kick off a cinematic universe? Fuck no, no, definitely. That that w- they did Civil War to begin with. Whereas Marvel did Civil War like seven years in. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like that's why you could have similar similar premises if you want to keep the same tone of Batman vs Superman. Yeah. Have it so that Batman is in the place of Lois Lane in Batman vs Superman, where he's trying to figure out who's framing Superman or what's going on with Superman instead of just yeah. being like, "Ah, oh, damn, Superman! I'll punch you in the face with green." I agree. Instead of treating him as a threat, actually trying to figure out what his motive is, you know? Like, yeah, you know, and whether, whether, he, whether he's necessary as well. Yeah. Like, whether he's an invader or whether he is actually necessary. Because Batman isn't, you know, he's not, he doesn't just wipe out someone he doesn't like. No, no, not at all. He's got, no, he's got all. plans. He's, Batman's he's one of those prepared, people that yeah. he's, he's got a plan to take every single one of the Justice League members down, including mm-hmm. himself. Yeah, 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 100%. Just yeah. because he doesn't have trust, that trust isn't a thing for him. So the fact, I don't know, I just feel like Batman versus Superman, that Batman could have done the exact same thing. Like it could have been a retired Batman that comes mm. out, of, out of retirement to, because he's like, this doesn't make sense. Why is, why is he being charged for all this? And why are people putting so much focus on him? I'm going to find out why. I feel like the retirement element has, has been a bit worn on people, though, because of uh, Dark Knight Rises. A lot yeah. of people were like, Batman would never retire, like, especially if he was only 40-something. Yeah, it would make sense that the Superman scenario in Metropolis would make him come out of retirement. Yeah, but that's when you do Dark Knight Returns. That's when you go, if you're going to do that, you go all the way and you, you just fucking turn him into like a 50, 60-year-old man. Yeah. Don't do somewhere in between. Don't do, I've been in Gotham for 20 years. No. Do, I've been in Gotham for 40 years and mm. Superman's appeared. And, and I think you could definitely take some elements from the origins. Like they could have very well. They didn't have to do the origins um, storyline, like the Justice League origins storyline. Um in Justice League, but you can actually take elements from that, put it over in Justice League, and take el- which they did, and take elements from that and put it in Batman versus Superman, because there's there's actually in that storyline, Batman has never met Superman, and what happens is Batman actually the first member in that storyline that he meets in the Justice League is Green Lantern, not that it has to be Green Lantern, but the first person that he meets is Green Lantern, and then the Green Lantern is so arrogant he actually tries to take on Superman and gets his ass kicked. Yeah, and then Superman flies out at Batman and he goes, "Ah, Bruce Wayne," and Green Lantern's like, "Who the fuck is Bruce Wayne?" And he's like, right. "Hi." There's actually a scene where he flies at, like, super speeds at Batman, stops right in front of his face, and he go, and he's about to 
he, he doesn't realize that Batman's just a man and he's about to attack him. And then Batman says something along the lines of, um, what are you going to do, Clark? And he just stops right in front of his face. And he takes an x-ray vision and he goes, nice to meet you, Bruce Wayne. And Green Lantern's like, who the fuck is Bruce Wayne? Is and it, then... Is, wait, did you come up with this or is this... No, this is in they... Origins. This is in the storyline um, Justice League Origins. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's cool. what I'm saying. Like, that's an element that you don't have to have Green Lantern there, but that's definitely, I feel like there's, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it was that, but that year was like the year of superheroes versus superheroes. Because remember, yeah. Suicide Squad came out that year as well, and Civil War. And I'm pretty sure that year in the Flash and Arrow, there was like a Flash versus Arrow crossover yeah. as well. Like, that was just the year of no villains, just superheroes versus superheroes. Yeah. I think, I don't know, I, I feel like Batman trying to, or you can even, like, you can still have the exact same structure of the, of the movie, right, mm. with similar scenes, but just change it so that it makes more sense. So, first scene, straight off the bat of the movie, is Bruce Wayne going through Metropolis as it's falling down, right? Yeah. Imagine Bruce, uh, not Bruce Wayne, um... Yeah, Bruce Wayne as Batman in Metropolis saving people instead of being one of his buildings. It's him in the Batmobile going through Metropolis. Uh, Yeah, as Batman rather than... As Batman saving people, you know, and then realizing this is nuts. And I don't know, just having having a moment where, like, he he sees Superman making a sacrifice... Or like yeah. something that you didn't like, see in the first Man of Steel, but like he defends like a group of people, like he actually like jumps in the way, and or he, Batman, yeah, he saves a family or something like that from Batman sees from like crushing, yeah, sees it like as oh shit, okay, maybe he's maybe he's not the bad guy, and he keeps that with him instead of that whole this guy is dangerous. He still thinks but he still dangerous. sees him as a threat. Yeah, yeah exactly. He still sees him as a threat, but he's like. Maybe he's not like. There's a bit of he's a bit of doubt casted on him. From, yeah, yeah, and, and, I, it, I get and it gives yeah. him it gives him the reason to find his motive, which then finds out like you can have the whole Somalia or like Africa thing to the same scene where he saves Lois, but then they frame they frame him for killing all those people, and Batman is like, hold on, something's not right. Goes to investigate, yeah, and then finds out that it's Lex Luthor. Meanwhile. Yeah. Superman is in court and the same thing they're like trialing for that stuff instead of the court blowing up Lex Luthor goes up to him and says I have like he basically blackmails the same way he's like I have Martha if you don't plead guilty to all this she'll die yeah Superman tells tells Batman that they've got Martha then you can have the same the same warehouse scene, except add another character in, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure you heard my podcast. Yes. Deathstroke. Throw Deathstroke in that scene. Yep. You can have the exact same structure of the movie, but all of a sudden now, instead of Doomsday, you have a mech, uh, Lex Luthor in a mech suit. Instead yeah, he's of- teamed up with Deathstroke. And then you've got the connection with Deathstroke, and then it's actually a Batman and Superman movie now because there is a threat from Gotham, 
or a threat from Batman's history, and there's the Lex Luthor threat as well. Yeah, and you've got, yeah, you've got, like, you, you have a reason for Batman and Superman to team up in a battle. Yeah, although camp, it still works regardless. Like, that's, of that's course. Yeah. the perfect way to bring two characters like that together, yeah. Look, if you can have Thanos saying, fine, I'll do it myself, then you can have yeah. Lex Luthor entering a mech saying, I'll do it myself. I guess I'll have to do it myself, you know? Oh, yeah, 100%. And that's, that, I think that's definitely a trope that they missed. That's something that they missed in this film is, I think it was very much Zack Snyder being like, look at how political and smart I can be. Look at me, I made Batman and Superman politically complicated for the sake of complicated like it was just convoluted for the sake of convolution and it didn't just... naturally build up to them being bad guys it felt like it felt like yeah. that they were felt like superman was being a little whiny bitch and being like you can't keep hurting bad guys and batman can do saying like i can do whatever the hell i want i'm gonna make you bleed bitch yeah it was very it was like batman wouldn't be duped that easily Exactly. He, re- like, he wouldn't be duped by someone. He's got a bigger, in- arguably a bigger intellect than Lex Luthor. He wouldn't be duped that, especially if he's been Batman for over twenty years. Exactly. This like, is a bat. Like, this is a Batman that has dealt with the Riddler, dealt this, with the Joker. Yeah. Like this isn't. This isn't. Um. He. Yeah. And his rogues. All of his rogues gallery exists at this point. If he's dealt with Deathstroke, he's dealt with Ra's al Ghul and the Joker and. All that, and he wouldn't be that easily duped, and he wouldn't be like exactly. If anything, like he... the, the the movie should have made it so that Batman knows that. Oh, uh, like like one change, one change mm. in Batman versus Superman. Keep the same movie, have Batman fighting Superman. It's just annoying, right? Get to yeah. the point where Superman shows up to Batman, and he's like, "I don't want to fight," blah blah blah, and Batman's like hitting him with stuff and same fight except you cut to the warehouse and now you've got uh, like nightwing saving martha oh yeah i like so, that exactly I like that a lot like, a little change because he's like batman's like dude just like keep getting hit by me trust me yeah he's trying to he's trying to just yeah he's trying to so be like look Superman's i know like, lex oh, i know lex is playing you I know Lex is playing you, and he's tried to play me, oh, but just such a good movie. <laughs> yeah, and that he's is such he's, a good idea. At the oh, end, he has he has like he has like the spear, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he's like pointing at him, and instead of like save Martha, he gets a little like similar to Captain America saying on your left, you know, uh, and he gets like a little radio call saying, "Hey, Bruce, it's all clear." And yeah, something. He puts the spear down and holds his hands out, and he hold, holds his hand out, and Superman gets up and he goes, "Martha's safe." And Superman's like, "What?" That was yeah. That was the kind of problem with with that fight is that Superman just like he just got angry. He was just like, "Fuck you, then I'll take you on." And it was like, "Wait a second, Superman would never do that. He would just it, take the punt. He would literally just take the hits, and then he'd eventually just be like, "All right, I'm going. Fine. If you're not going to listen to me, don't worry." I'll go and no, save but myself. He, no, but if you remember, he had to fight Batman because Martha. She oh, because Lex was wanted him to fight Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah. So, so that's so the thing. Bat- that's how often I've watched that movie. I don't. Yeah. I don't remember 
the nuance of it, and I couldn't even tell you. Uh, like, you, you have just reminded me or even given me new information on this movie in the last 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that that's I why I would, I would have had, like, Batman going, look, we have to fight, and you're going to have to take these hits, but yeah. you're going yeah, 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 yeah. to thank me for it in the end. Yeah, trust me on this one, yeah. Batman just, always, not always, but Batman should always have the upper hand. Batman or, but Batman always has the information. You, I know that's what, like, that's what that was the annoying thing about Batman vs Superman is that he had none of the information. Yeah, he played and, into every yeah. bit of Lex Luthor's plan. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Fuck. So Me, it would have made dude. more sense. It would have made more sense for Batman to fight Superman, and then us as an audience realizing that Batman knew that. Lex wanted him to fight Superman, so he got an old partner of his to save Superman's mother. Yeah. As he's caving his head in. <laughs> yeah. And then realizing, and then basically being like, you owe me, Superman. Well, he just turns on a dime. He's like, I'll save your mother. Well, I, that, a lot I'll of people, get gi- people give that Martha scene a lot of flack, but... In my opinion, that's probably one of the parts of the movie that makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. Logically, by him yeah, saying 100%. that, by Superman yeah. saying that name, Batman realizes that he's not just an alien. You know, he's but got because a mother. it also, but it also plays into Batman's it's trauma. Yeah. The core of Batman. The core of yeah. ba- like Batman is saying, "Your mother's name's Martha. My mother, whose name was Martha, died. I couldn't save her, but I will go and save your mother." Pretty I much, make yeah. sure, I, I can promise you that your mother is going to be okay because that's, that's that is the, what I've dedicated my life to. Yeah, like, but that's the thing and that's that what I'm good at. That's what annoys me about that movie mm. is that in the end, Batman doesn't end up doing anything for Superman. Yeah, and he believe saves, it or not, he, sa- he saves Martha, not for Superman, but for himself. And then the whole of Justice League, he's just in a guilt trip. He's just guilt tripping himself. He's just got like Catholic guilt the whole time. Because he killed Superman. Or he got he Superman killed. You know? like, but he didn't. No, that's the thing. Doomsday like, was just... going to get made anyway. That's the stupid part. Is that yeah. none of this makes sense. Because none of it was anyone's fault. Except for the writers writing them like idiots. Yeah. Yeah, I just think... like Personally, I was actually quite offended by the way they treated Batman in that film. Whereas by the time you get to Justice League, he's treated quite well like arguably one of the better characters in that whole film. Um, yep. And it he, makes sense that Batman's been working alone all this time and he's lost Robins and Nightwing's like Dick Grayson has like left him behind because he doesn't deal with it. He doesn't agree with him. And then, you know, his history is just, he's been Batman. He's lost Jason Todd. Um, at this point, he's probably Tim Drake is probably off with the teen Titans. So he's lost him as well. And he's back alone as Batman again after all of these years. And then what you'd probably find is it makes sense that he's like, well, now I'm in a team. I'm going to be the one to sacrifice myself because I'm the because looking at all of these gods, I am the least logical person, and I am a, like I don't need to be here. It, and, it I, seems and, and my purpose is to be the link. Yeah, and I'm the purpose. My purpose is to be the sacrifice, and, and that not, makes yeah, sense. and it's and it's not as like an emo like I'm not no. good enough. The logical bat- Batman thinks 
Batman's way of thinking is complete logic. Yeah, and it's actually and very honourable for him to do that in that situation, although he doesn't need to do that. That's the whole point. Like, the, he's that with the, gods. That was the whole <laughs> problem, though, is that it wasn't logical for him to sacrifice himself or try yeah, to. That's true. Yeah, that's it would have made sense if it was logical for him to do it, and then Superman showed up and saved it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that would have made more sense. Not everyone else around him saving him, because Batman would have thought of the situation and been like, "Look, okay, this guy, this guy won't be able to do this. He won't be able to do this. She won't be able to do this. So I guess I have to do it." And then the person that, or the thing that stops him from creating that sacrifice, is an outside source that he didn't know was part of a fact was factored into that equation. But he also had he also has a history with that that being Superman. Yeah, but not really because Superman hasn't saved him ever. In the yeah, in the movie. that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, so, but I mean he's got like the outside sort of his anchor to the whole team. Isn't yeah, Wonder Woman. It's not the Flash. It's 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 Superman because he's got it's a history Super- with Superman. Yeah, exactly. And it would have been better if the first film was world's finest. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely and agree then, And then have the other movies build up where mm. the end, the Justice League movie is them up against the Legion of Doom. Yep. yep. And then you can kill Superman. Fuck. Oh, I don't know. I feel like you need to lead to the Legion of Doom, though. You need a few more movies until you get to the Legion of Doom. Yeah, yeah. You can do, like, Aquaman, which then sets up Black Mantis meeting. Black Mantis, yeah. And That's then, my question. Like, why was that end? Why was that end credit scene in Aquaman not? Um, why was it fucking Stephen Sean or whatever that Asian character's name? The guy from um, uh, Fresh Off the Boat. Um, why was it not Fresh Off the Boat? Sorry. Uh, I don't know. He's on it anyway. Um, that the Asian guy. Why was it him and not um, the Legion? Like Lex Luthor's boat picking them up. Because they don't want to associate these new movies with Justice League, because there's nowhere to go. Yeah, but that would have that would have that would have like made sense. Yes, <laughs> it would have made sense. Yeah, yeah, it would have made sense because then it's like, well, no, we're not giving up on this yet. We we've got it. Like, we don't have a plan. This Justice is better League, than nothing. <laughs> like Justice League could have set up one thing that the DC universe still hasn't done. What's that? Is Getting the bad guys of each solo movie to team up in a big yeah. ensemble movie. Yeah. If if they got 100%. Black Manta, um, Lex Luthor, Cheetah, maybe yep. an Ocean Ocean Master if they wanted to, or yeah, you know, maybe or Cap- Captain Colt, whoever from Deathstroke, Deathstroke's Rever- another Rever- Reverse Flash, Reverse Flash, instance, and yeah. then you. You announced that the next movie is Justice League and the Legion of Doom. People will ah, lose goddamn minds. People will lie. Yeah, they will. They 100% will. But they don't. But that's the thing. They don't have a Kevin Feige, man. They don't have someone that's like, no, no, no. Trust me. Like, they don't have someone Zach, that's putting their foot Zach down going, fucking just seriously. Like, they don't have someone that's threatening to leave. Like you know, he threatened to leave around the time of civil war because oh, they, yeah, the, they didn't want to. Yeah, they didn't want all those characters. superheroes in there. Yeah, yeah. And then they made Endgame. Like, <laughs> and um, then they made the end scene of Endgame. Like that yeah, battle. Exactly. Jesus. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, they could have had we, more if they got Fox. Oh, yeah, 100% they could have had more. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they're, if the next Avengers movie isn't the new Avengers like everyone's predicting, but it's actually um, Avengers versus X-Men. Why not? Oh, yeah, they like, should do that before Galactus. Like, why not? Yeah, just why not set up? And then the threat, yeah, and the threat is Galactus. Then they all have to team up. Either that or Secret Wars, because Secret Wars is essentially the same thing. It's Secret essentially... They should do the X, X-Men versus... They'll call it Avengers versus Mutants. They won't yeah. X-Men. Um, X-Men, yeah. And then it can lead up towards... Because the, the thing... The reason why Infinity War and, and Endgame worked so well was because at the end of Civil War, everyone was disbanded. Yeah. Infinity yeah, yeah, yeah. War wouldn't have made sense if everyone was, didn't go their separate ways. Yeah, and that was 100% a setup. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because then you can't have all of those interweaving plot lines that were going on um, all over the world. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense that Tony is in New York and Steve Rogers is in Scotland and, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, They wouldn't contact each other immediately as soon as there was, like, a threat. You know, they'd have things in place. And you don't. You don't have that many superheroes together in one town or one place, arguably, anyway. There's so many of them to keep up with, it makes more sense to split them up. Yeah. At least initially, and then, the, but then you would also don't get the payoff. Um, like, Endgame isn't as good when everyone finally comes together if you uh, don't yeah, have them all yeah. split up in Infinity War. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they yeah, need to do that with X-Men, like split the X-Men from, or the mutants from, from the Avengers and then have other characters like in between, like, and then have Galactus show up and be like, oh shit, we need the X-Men. And then they have yeah. to the trust back from the X-Men, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, and there's a, yeah. But I feel like yeah, DC, needs, DC needs just like a hard reboot. Yeah, or they just like... Like Aquaman was good, but you I don't know, know. I don't know about a hard a reboot, changing. but I think, but I think they can. De- there's definitely a way they can reboot it without damaging the good stuff they've done. The like I think there's is... a way they can reboot it without damaging Shazam and keeping Shazam and Aquaman in there. Shazam works. Yeah. You know what they should do? They should say everything. Like they should say Batman vs Superman and Justice League didn't happen. Say it's multiverse or something. Multiverse, but the only problem is in Aquaman they mentioned they mentioned Steppenwolf once, and um, um, Shazam they mentioned Superman as well, and Batman like that kid's got the batarang and the bullet that got shot that. Yeah, but that still works because you can, you can be like, yeah, that, that was that was Batman. You know, oh, there's a, there's a Batman, Batman and a Superman in their universe, I suppose. Yeah, they don't show their faces yeah. for a reason, remember? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, that's that's a good point. I think that's that was them point. playing it safe just in case everything changed, changed, changes. In case someone comes along and goes, this is what we should do with the DC universe. Let's not reboot it, but let's go from this in this direction. Yeah. yeah. Well, it wasn't Zack. I, I think initially Zack Snyder was supposed to be that that kind of sort of Kevin Feige figure but he was I don't supposed think to be it, Kevin Feige but it didn't work out because he wasn't a producer he was a director and he wanted to make his own version of Batman he's a bit too artsy 
Hopefully yeah, not. he's a director. Like he's not a he's not a director, producer, he's yeah. not he's not a Kevin Feige because he's a director. That's the that's the reason why that idea didn't really work. <laughs> well, yeah, having a like, director as the head runner. Kevin Feige can be like, oh, we need this, this, and this. Make it make it your own, you know. But we at least need these key points. But Kevin Feige's also been at Marvel Studios for years. Like he was working on Blade. X- and he, was, he worked on X-Men and Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. He was working on the Spider-Man. He's, he's always been around. I remember his name from my childhood. Like, he's always been around. He just got promoted. <laughs> he just yeah. got better and better at his job. That's all that happened. So, Man, it's and, not like. And aren't we glad? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody suffered from that, that's for sure. I think I think the whole, like, MCU will be spoken about to our children like like it was Star Wars. Oh, it's a cultural phenomenon, 100%. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, a like, cult- it's something that will never happen again. You know how we hear about, like, Woodstock and, like, the heavy metal days? and Yeah, it'll be the, um, the, the Marvel renaissance, the superhero renaissance. It will be the superhero renaissance. Like, this is when yeah. superheroes were the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. When they change the culture, they change the world, and yeah, hundred percent, it will be. Do you want to do? Do you want to do a few questions? There's not too many questions, but we've been going for a while. I don't yeah. mind doing a couple of hours. Yeah, let's do you have go. time to do questions? I have time, time to do another fifteen minutes, so that could be. Yeah, a couple questions. let's do it. All right. Um, so the first question is from Wagon Matt One. He said, uh, "Would you like to see a Nova movie by Marvel?" Or Venom in the next Spider-Man movie. So we Venom in the next Spider-Man. Really? You want to? I feel like 100%. I just want to see Spider-Man in... I'm with Matt on this. I just want to see Spider-Man in, in Venom, to be honest. Yeah, that's like, right. I'm down I, for another Venom movie, um, especially if Carnage is going to be in it. They need to do Carnage like they did him in... Uh, I don't know if, you, if you're up to date with the comics, but there's this new comic called... Oh, shit, what's it called? Something Carnage, and they've he's basically like the T1000. So, like, oh, he just, wow. show, just shows up and he's like hunting Eddie Brock. Oh, Eddie Brock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like nightmare fuel. Like, he just shows up. Like, he's like presence is like around, Jason but you don't know where he's. Yeah, like, he's just around. Yeah. Oh, that'd be and cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got like, he's like 10 steps ahead of you. Yeah. Because he's a murderer, isn't he? He's like a psychopath killer, killer to begin with. Yeah, he's a serial killer. Isn't that apparently the first, one of the first appearances of Carnage was um, at, at, a, at a metal show, like a heavy metal show. And um, everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know, this is really cool. It's part of the heavy metal show. Yeah, rock on, heavy metal. Uh, until he just starts biting people's heads off. He just comes oh, really? in the crowd and just, in the yeah. Comics? Apparently one of the early... Yeah, early appearance of Carnage. Oh, he does I'd, that. I'd, I'd, I'd pay money to see that on the big screen, just a heavy metal show. Like, that's just how you introduce him. He's just like, <laughs> just starts ripping people's heads off at a Metallica show. Yeah. <laughs> like, that'd be fucking dope. And you're like, what? And that would just set the premise for the whole movie. You'd be like, oh, fuck, okay. Venom's definitely the good guy. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so weird that they made Venom in the comics into the good guy. Not the good guy, but like 
something. He's always been an anti-hero, uh, anti-hero though. Like he always kind of has. Like he's been no, very. No, the first. At the first time he was like, what? he was like, ah, oh, Spider-Man, I hate him. You know. What you mean, Topher? Topher disgraceful? No, no, no. Topher ah. disgraceful. Yeah. Uh, no, in in the comics, like he's he he was born out of the hatred. Like he bonded oh, with yeah. Brock because of their hatred, their mutual hatred for Spider-Man. Because Venom got rejected. Yeah. Yeah, look, but let's be honest. The original was... Eddie Brock is horrible. Tom Hardy is actually a huge step up from that he original. Made that, he made that movie. He made I it. don't know why they chose Topher Grace. Don't get me wrong. I love Topher Grace, but not as, not as Eddie Brock. Doesn't make sense. Bacon. <laughs> Apparently he quits the, that 70s show to do that role. Really? Yeah. Because he is. That's, a, it, that's like, why the final I, season of that '70s show doesn't have Topher Grace in it, just so that he could do Spider-Man. I feel bad because he does seem like a total like nerd and loves the source material. Well, and at the time, that was like that was a cultural phenomenon. That was like Batman '89 oh, at the time. Like, yeah, Spider-Man. Any, was like, anyone who was booked for Spider-Man, I would have quit my job too. Like, especially coming coming off Spider-Man Two. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And if you read a... You read a but apparently Raimi didn't really want Venom in there. It was the studio that made him put Venom he in He never wanted Venom in it, yeah. Nah. Nah. Apparently, um, Bruce Campbell's character the whole time was supposed to be Mysterio. How cool is that? Really? Yeah. So you know how he appears in all of them? Everyone was like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's just because he's, you know, he's Ash in Army of Darkness and all that. Rah, rah. Raimi did, you know, Evil Dead and Army of Darkness. You know, he's just putting a friend in there. Just a nice little... But no, Raimi had this whole thing that um, the reason why Bruce Campbell had all these different characters was because he was appearing, he was Mysterio. And that, well, that's wow. what, that, that was his plan for Spider-Man 4. But Spider-Man 3, yeah. Well, one of the characters was Mysterio, yeah. Yeah. That's why Mysterio is in the licensing for Spider-Man 3 and 2. And he's got like... Um, uh, product, like they've got merchandise and shit for him. He's in the video uh, game and that's stuff. That's why he showed up. Yeah, I was about to say that's we spoke about this. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he was episode? like I, I. I found today. I forgot about it. I remember seeing it as a kid. There's actually a Mysterio figurine in the merchandising for Spider-Man Two. What? Yeah, they released the figurine of Mysterio, like a whole new, completely unseen before design of the character. Oh, because they send all the, back then before they had 3D printing, they'd send all this stuff to the toy companies so that it comes out in time. Yeah, for the for the movie. Yeah. So it makes sense for oh wow. Yeah. It makes so they had sense a, they for had Mysterio to be in it because because they'd be like, uh, who are we casting? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. And. Yeah, Raimi was a big fan of Mysterio. Like, he was so set on Mysterio because it's because he was going to do a bit of a horror thing with it. Oh, man. Yeah. How, how that, that's such what, a shame, eh? That they didn't push through and just been? be like, let's do it. Yeah. I think there was, all, there was a lot of things like Kirsten Dunst wanted more money, Franco wanted more money, that kind of shit. So. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's get on to the next question. Um, I don't want to hold you uh, for too much longer. Um, 
Uh, Blank Canvas Designs, our friend Keith, he says, um, any tips for traveling around and doing conventions? Oh, shit, we could do a whole episode on that. Yeah, we could. Uh, you get yourself a nice luggage bag yeah. to fit all your stuff in so you can wheel it around. Uh, get a trolley as well. If you're going to wheel boxes around, get a trolley. Saves you because some conventions like Supernova, some conventions you park like kilometers away from the entrance. So get a trolley. Yeah. 100%. Something with wheels. Yeah. Something that you can cart everything around on for sure. Um, uh, traveling around. Uh, make friends with people at conventions in your hometown that are in other states so you can accom with them. Saves you a lot of yeah. money. I have yet to do that. I know. I normally just go with my mates and get an Airbnb. I know I'd oh, save yeah. a lot of money. But if by you just go with picking back the tracks well. when I go Melbourne. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Make friends. But also, yeah. Make friends. Also, friends if you're going to do that, put your house. If you're living out of home, put your house up for your friends as well. Goes both ways. Like offer yeah, your has, offer to, to your friends when they ways. come to your town. Yeah. Um, what else? I think that's true. There's not much travel, like, just, I don't, can you claim your petrol? If you've got an ABN, claim your kilometres. Yeah, Sometimes you can, you can travel a while. Yeah. Claim your flights, claim your, your petrol, be smart with your expenses, but make sure you get all the receipts. Yeah. I think try to keep, try to keep your luggage small. Try to keep. Try to keep, um, I mean, obviously, if you have to bring things, but try to keep things as compact as possible, especially if you're traveling interstate or internationally, because it gets expensive to kind of travel with more and more luggage. If you're, it's also good yeah, to do a print run in another town. Like, it's also really good if you go international or to a state, do the print run there so that you don't have to carry, lug the prints over. You know what? Like, flying with extra prints. Oh, no, I had my mates. Never mind. <laughs> they, 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 they brought luggage, luggage with you. Yeah. Yeah. We had to pay a little bit extra, but some places, like, paying for extra luggage is actually not that expensive. It's like, I think it was, like, 30 bucks. Oh, yeah, domestic flights isn't too bad. But if once you yeah. start going international, that's when shit starts getting real. Oh, once you, once you start going international, make sure you have uh, a hookup on... On whichever country that's sorting out with your prints. Yeah, definitely. And then just leave them there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> leave them there. Get someone to, get, get someone to, oh yeah, just leave them there. Just give them away at that point if you run out, if you don't sell yeah. them all. Um, okay, we'll move on to the next question. So, yep. like I said, uh, it's not Bryce, so you'll really like this one. This is my favorite question. Not just because it's Bryce, but he says, <laughs> Names for a red cavoodle. Now, I know he asked this on your thing. He, he goes on to say, me dad's name is actually Kevin, so that's a no-go. Can you believe the one name we named him is his Are dad's name? Are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious? You, how ironic is that? I can't believe it took him that long to get to it as well. Like, I can't believe he hasn't told us. Like, we've been calling now. him Kevin for weeks now. For months, dude. Since, for, like, the second months. time you guys were here. The two of you are here. Oh, uh, yeah, true. Since the end game, no, since the second, like, so we did the end game one. 
that was the first one we did. And then the second one was when we answered all these questions and we've been calling him Kevin since. So it's been like, since like May, June, <laughs> like yeah. for a while now. Definitely. You got to let us know about these things, man. Yeah. Like you can't... That's, that's information I feel like we should be privy to because that's hilarious. The irony of like, that alone that, is hilarious. That proves that Jackson is a magician now, no? Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. That's why we keep so, him around. Well, He's we, our Shazam, yeah. our Doctor Strange. Our Doctor Strange. We, um, you know, on the podcast, we on the Mumble Boys podcast, uh, we wanted him to call the dog the Mumble Boys podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Or Red Unit Dog. <laughs> <laughs> making making mumbles. It, call, it le- call it Lemonade. Lemonade. Yeah, that's actually a really good name. And I would be yeah. honoured if you did that. Yeah. Just Mumble don't call it the Lemonade, lemonade Stand. <laughs> that's don't hilarious. Call it Lemonade the lemonade stand because he'll sue you. Yeah, feel like you should um should call it a name from comic from from comic books like Bruce or Bruce. Peter. Bruce. And that Bruce. name for comic books, yeah, Bruce, Bruce and Peter, the most common names. On <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know, it's I I really like the idea. One of my favorite things is the idea of naming a, naming a dog a human's name. Yeah. I've got black like, dogs. I've got two dogs. People call their kids Jack, Archie and shit. Yeah. People can name their kids Archie and shit like that. Like Max. So I feel like um, we, should na- we, should, we should all start naming our dogs human names. Like Kevin. And we, we, get, we get the dog been... name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's my mate. That's my mate Spot. <laughs> I got a friend named Lucky. He ain't all that <laughs> <laughs> in fact, every time we go to the casino, he loses hundreds of dollars. <laughs> I've got so, the, I know a bodyguard that's at this, the uh, bodyguard, a security guard at the casino. His name's Fufu. <laughs> it's not, it's not really. That's the name. Fufu. That sounds Fufu. Samoan or something. Or Filipino. Fui. My name is Fui Fui. <laughs> My name is Fui Fui. Show us your ID. Are you sure it's not fake? Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't even care anyway, bro. Just go in. Come on. Yeah, but have a good yeah. night, eh, boy? Hey, off, hey bro. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just fucking with you, bro. <laughs> just fucking, you don't need to show ID. Look, I can see you've got a beard. Come in, bro. Have a drink on me, eh? <laughs> Listen, if I see you talking to any girls, I'll break your knuckles, eh? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what to call you, dog, man. Stop asking me on different podcasts. <laughs> Red Cavoodle. Call it, um, call it Blue. Blue's a dog. Call man. it Blue Cavoodle. <laughs> call it a Black Labrador. <laughs> no, like Blue's Clues. Or Magenta. Call it Magenta. Remember Magenta, the neighbor dog? That turned out to be a lesbian lover because they revealed that Blue was actually a girl as well. What? <laughs> Blue, Blue from Blue's go. Clues was a girl. Oh, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. The last thing was from uh, Zach Katz, and he just said, 
How good are those new Spider-Man series by Zach Katz Design and Jordan Walker's art? Hey, <laughs> props to you guys because they're legit. I got Thank love you, them. Oh, dude, that's all on Zach, man. I just, I just did the illustration. He did the whole everything else. He did the heavy lifting on this. He did the like he designed. He put together the um, the pins and he put together the. Um, like the designs on everything and all the everything around it, I just did the illustrations and he went from there. Like he's, I got to give him all credit for this. Oh, man, yeah, so so much fun working with him, man. It's it, fucking, I'm it really excited like to a, keep going with this. A great collab and team effort. Yeah, and it's great. It's so much fun. You guys are doing well. Thank you, my man. Thank you very much. Um, do you want to before you go, quick, quickly plug your shit, man? Quickly plug your shit because I should go. Okay, um, so I'm currently doing the Mumble Boys podcast. Uh, it's on YouTube and it's also on Instagram. But guess what? I've just put it up for review on Ooh. iTunes, so we hey. should be by the time this podcast comes out, we should be on iTunes podcasts too, and oh, nice. Spotify. Fantastic! So I'm That's getting awesome. there. Um, I've uploaded six episodes. I only got fifteen, uh, twenty-five more to go. Nice. They're pretty. So, uh, they're pretty lenient with that kind of shit. So I wouldn't see why. I couldn't see why they wouldn't say yes, like you wouldn't yeah, be okay it, with review. So it might. It might take some time. But yeah. Get there. Yeah, it might take you a week, but yeah, that's awesome. All right. Um. Well, thank you so much for coming on, man. Um. Happy to be here as always, man. Yeah. As always, it's it's a pleasure to have you on, and um, I have to come on the Mumble Boys soon. We're gonna. I'll give you. I'll give you another phone call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just phone. Give me a call. Like last time. Um, if you guys want to hear that episode, what episode was it? Thirty. It was episode thirty, wasn't it? Yeah, when you, you on the. Yeah. You on the first double digits episode, as Matt calls it. <laughs> <laughs> the first double every, every time, every time That's we. That's fucking brilliant. Every time I say we're on thirty-one, he goes. Double digits, <laughs> Double baby. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's so funny. All right, yeah, man, I, wanna... won't, I won't keep you for any longer. Um, yeah, thank for you it. for coming on. Take care. And, you too. Um, I'll and... be back. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll have you guys back. If you that. don't, I, I'll find a way to get back. <laughs> yeah, you will. You'll call me while I'm podcasting, and I'll. Have I'll call to. while podcasting. I'll sneak in a question and anything. <laughs> yeah, I'll find yeah, a way. You always in. Do. I feel like I feel like I feel like if this was a universe, like a cinematic universe, Mumble Boys and uh, Making Lemonade would a hundred percent be part of the same universe. It would. We're just would, like part of our own network now, almost. Yeah, we'd be. Yeah, pretty much. We're we're creating a little network of all the artists, the the Lost yeah. Boys. The Lost. We're just boys kind of feeding off each other now. Yeah, the Lost we're Boys. We're appearing on everyone's boys. like podcasts and stuff, so. We, maybe that's what we should do. Maybe we should just have everybody under the Lost Boys network and just yeah, have them, maybe. you know. We might be able to do that. Uh, but I don't, I don't really want to get in, in, in on anybody else's. If someone's like, I'd love to start one, I'd be like, okay, you're, you're going to be the first Lost Boys network podcast. Yeah. And then we just, uh, I feel like yeah, we I can call it, we can just call it the Lost Boys, like, because we just appear in each other's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we're kind of, that, that's our universe, the Lost Boys universe. Yeah. <laughs> all right man go and have some dinner thank you, do you again still do, the, do you still do the song of the week or are you done getting demonetized <laughs> no I'm not even on YouTube anymore I'm too bloody lazy to put it on but um, I will just play the rest of um, 
I'll put at the end the rest of that YouTube video, or I'll just put oh, the whole song perfect. at the end. Yeah, that song perfect. was so good. All right. All right, thank you, my dude. Take care. No worries. See ya. Enjoy your evening.